Justine. And we are the Murder Sisters. Elisa. Okay, so we're doing Zoom again. Yeah. And Elisa just counted, didn't tell me, okay, on the count of anything. She counted to four (laughs) on her fingers. And and then goes, hi, welcome back. Like, oh, it's starting at four, I think. Okay. It's like after four on five. (laughs) I don't know. know. Well, I was like, wait, like, when do I, uh, I was wondering why you were confused if it like glitched. I was very, you just kept going with the fingers, but then all of a sudden, yep. All right. So, um, we're back. We took a little tiny break because of, you know, holidays and, well, and not to mention everyone got sick. I got everyone sick. I mean, that's what started us zooming. I had, I was sick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then after that, it was like Christmas break. I missed, I basically like missed Christmas. I didn't miss it. But. Yeah, we were, we were all sick for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still pretty but, sick for Christmas day. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I'm getting <laughs> tangents. Here we are back with uh, episode 51. Mm-hmm. This is, this one's a little different. So this is actually a solved case. We haven't covered a solved-ish. Yeah, solved-ish, I'll solved-ish. say. Because I don't know about the ending. I don't know like much about any of it. I have heard of it somewhere when you brought up the case to me. There's not a ton of information on the victim. Yeah. Because, um, sorry to interrupt yeah, you. It's okay. But like, so we wanted to try a case that wasn't, you know, didn't necessarily have a lot of coverage. So with that comes not a lot of information. So we're trying it out, seeing how this episode goes. If, you know, if you guys like it, then we'll continue to do throw in some of these more, I guess, different cases. I think, well, we do cover a lot of like unknown cases for sure, but they're always mysteries where it's like all these different possible, you know, uh, perpetrators and and all that suspect yeah, different, this, suspect different theory forward. yeah yeah but it's really it's scary that's for sure and kind of like a tale of caution that I think yes. a lot of people nowadays are like you know it's it's one of those things that you know about but I think if you're in the moment no one knows what I'm talking about because we haven't even said that what the case is so today's <laughs> Today's case is about the murder, horrible homicide of Blanca Olivia Arellano Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. And so from here on out, we'll just call her Blanca. Blanca. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess I will start it off and just tell a little bit about what led up to this crime. Mm-hmm. And then you'll take the second half. Yeah. And like we said, not a ton on on Blanca herself, but she was 51 years old when she was murdered. And that was just very recent, 2022. And she was a loving aunt. She is from Mexico. It was also, I mean, it was so, it was even hard to find exactly where in Mexico she was from, but she was from Mexico. And she had, she was interested in one of her, you know, hobbies, I guess, 
or interest was online gaming, which a lot of people are doing, you know, especially in the time of like COVID. It's like, what do you do when you're just... Yeah, that's kind of how some people socialize. Socialize. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun thing to do. You're able to meet people from around the world and play with them online. And so through this, Blanca met a man named Juan Pablo Jesus Villafuerte. And she started talking to him and things for them, you know, it's hard to say like they got serious because it's online. You don't really know a person. Yeah. Uh, And, but they were considered like dating, I guess. Blanca told her niece, she was really close with her niece, that things were going good after months of talking to this guy. She said she was really happy. She was calm. And her niece said everything was great. And she was happy to see her aunt happy, you know. And actually, Juan was, I believe, 37. So she's yeah, he was like significantly younger than significantly her. younger. And act and he was a medical student in Peru. And so, you know, he was like decent looking guy I guess I don't who cares and he must have been like nice you know for to hold a relationship for through just like talking online for that long Blanca basically was like smitten and decided that she was like finally going to fly 3,000 miles to go meet this guy in Peru from Mexico yikes yeah which is you know scary but I could imagine how after months of really of talking consistently Mm -hmm. and like maybe opening up to each other how you could kind of feel like you knew them yes exactly I could see how it would be like no I know him like he's a nice guy he's go he's a medical student I think that's Mm -hmm. another thing is he was he's like legitimately a medical student there and you just think oh this guy has his stuff together And so she went out in July of 2022 to go meet this guy. And everyone thought she was living her best life. Like her family thought, hey, she's like doing great over there until November 7th. So Blanca was like kept in communication with her family pretty consistently. And it was November 7th when they just like suddenly stopped hearing from her. And she stopped responding. And that's kind of when the alarm bells went off. And um, I think this is a good point to pass it on to Elisa. It is a good point. Thank you. Uh, So as Justine said, Blanca stopped contacting her family on November 7th. Her family quickly became concerned because all throughout her stay, she had maintained somewhat regular contact with them. And her niece, who Justine mentioned earlier, her name's Carla, had specifically raised the alarms in terms of like not being able to get in contact with her aunt Blanca. So Carla actually had started posting on her Twitter about it. And after still not hearing anything, she ended up contacting Juan to see what was going on, why her aunt hadn't been in contact with her or the rest of the family. And according to Juan, Blanca had left to return back to Mexico on Sunday. So that would be November 6th, 2022. However, Carla knew immediately that something wasn't right about that because 
Blanca would have definitely contacted her family. Family. Yeah. 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 I'm coming home. Not just. She knew there was something off about Juan's story. And so she immediately sprung into action to locate her aunt Blanca, including reaching out to Juan regarding her aunt. And she actually, she posted a lot throughout this whole process on her Twitter account. I will include it in our sources. I had to do a lot of, it's all in Spanish. So I had to do a lot of translating, but I did translate some of her posts from November 12th. And these are conversations that took place between Carla Blanca's niece and Juan on November 7th. So this is the day that her family realized like, Hey, we haven't talked to her. So on Monday, November 7th was the day that for most of us know who know her, she stopped having contact on social networks. I decided to contact, this is Carla. Juan P, since he was the only contact she had in that country, and that was where our fear was triggered. And according to Juan, he said she got bored after 15 days in Peru. And she said he argues that on Sunday, her aunt decided to return to Mexico. They were in Huaco. I hope I'm saying that right. And she left for Lima by herself to return back home. There was another conversation between Carla and Juan that took place on Facebook. I don't know why they're, they were contacting each other through different, you know, means. Yeah. But Carla Mm -hmm. kind of posted a portion of the conversation after they had, had been talking. So it starts with Carla saying several days, question mark. I need you to tell me exactly how many days and what day she went to Lima and Juan posted a screenshot of his conversation between himself and Blanca and Juan sent a text to Blanca saying, hello, I hope you do well on your trip to Lima. I will miss you, but I couldn't keep you any longer. If oh my stay, gosh. You know, if you, but stay- you decided to leave and therefore, yeah, I it's like, accept that. like, okay. And it says, if you stay on the subway or on 28, be careful. They steal a lot. And Blanca supposedly said. Oh my gosh. Oh, so he's also trying to set up like, if anything happens to you. Cover her. Yeah. And then Blanca supposedly sent a, it's like one of those little picture things. It was a giraffe with like hearts. Oh yeah. yeah. Followed by a message that just said, you too. And then Juan said, if you are on the bus or waiting, pass me a sticker, please. I don't know what that means. Wait, and then, what? I don't know. Maybe it's a gaming thing. Oh, maybe. You know how you could do like those location-based game uh, things? Yeah. Okay. Like Pokemon yeah, like, or whatever. I translated that wrong, but that's. Oh, you know, okay. I checked it a few times in it. And then Blanca supposedly said, okay. And then Carla then asked after reading that screenshot message between Juan and Blanca that Juan had sent her, Carla asked what 28 was. And he didn't, oh, yeah. he didn't answer her. Cause it said like, if you're on the bus or 20 or 28. Yeah. And yeah. She, said, so she said, what's 28. Uh-huh. And Juan said, this is all the information I can give you. As I tell you, we are both adults and I have to continue my life until <laughs> I don't Be careful know. on 28. What's 28? That's all I can tell you. We're adults. Like that doesn't, that's so weird. 
Yeah. Um, and then this is another snippet of a conversation uh-huh. where Juan said in the first place, I was not a boyfriend. She was homeless with no place to live. And my only crime was giving her money from time to time so that she can eat in her poor state of mental health. Uh, talking about Blanca. Yeah. Being in Peru with nothing. Yeah. He was saying like, she was just some homeless lady. He was helping. Oh my gosh. And it just doesn't make sense. And like, I didn't find anything about her having mental health issues or anything like that either. Mm. Yeah. And it just went on to say like how Carla cannot go around posting photographs of him as if he were a criminal um, on social networks and blah, blah, blah. And he said, social networks are not the police. Uh, this is false news. The authors oh can be reported to take action on the matter. The only wrong I did was help a person who did not have the resources to survive in the city. So oh. he totally flipped. And I hope that wasn't too confusing. <laughs> no, no, that was good. the whole conversation thing. But it was a very important mm-hmm. uh, piece of it because he did have contact with Carla. So, you know, basically as we can see from the conversations between the two, Juan was definitely, he was trying to distance himself from Blanca, but he was also trying to like make their relationship not seem as big of a deal as it was, you know? Yeah. Like we, Oh, I wasn't her boyfriend. I, she was just a homeless lady that Um, just flew out here. Like, yeah no money and she was able to fly out there and yeah why would a homeless person do that it just didn't make sense yeah 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 and like I said we're gonna include Carla's Twitter there's a lot of posts that she did regarding her aunt and more conversations between herself and Juan so if you guys want to go check that out go ahead so like I said Juan was trying to make the relationship sound not as serious as it was while at the same time making excuses for why Blanca had not been in contact, including telling Carla, he said, I'm sure her phone is not working or she's out of battery. So he was also saying like, Oh my God. He was just trying to make it like distance himself as much as possible, but at the same time trying to give reasons. So people, yeah. Cause, cause they were like, that's not who she is as a person. Like that's not part of her personality to just ignore us. Oh, then it's be, yeah, then, of course not. She would have contacted you. Her phone is probably dead. Oh, her phone is definitely not working. Yeah. Yeah. So after not hearing from Blanca for a couple of days, news broke on November 9th that a fisherman had located ugh, a faceless head and uh, Chor- Chorrios beach. Wow. Lisa. Polaco. followed by followed by an arm with a hand attached to it and on one of the fingers there was a ring Mm -hmm. and then a few hours later there was a torso that was found with it was void of organs so it was wow all of the internal organs which was very weird and like if you're in the ocean if you're if a torso is in the ocean would the organs like be maybe like i think there were they it looked to be a more of a surgical removal, not okay. Oh, you know what I mean, uh, not like a yeah from her body, like if a shark got it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and see. so authorities were able to confirm the identity of the body parts as belonging to Blanca, 
after there was, it was a combination of two things. So she did have two family members fly to Huaco to provide samples of DNA to compare to the body parts. And then also that ring that was on mm-hmm. her finger. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to identify that as being one similar. Everyone always says similar because you can't say, oh, that's the ring. That's hers. Yeah. yeah. Luis Santos, who is the head of the Huaco Police Division, he told the local news that the ring could be one of the most important pieces of evidence mm-hmm. since it was similar, very similar to one that Blanca wore. So, mm-hmm. and then from the beginning, Juan was obviously the primary suspect. Right. It's like, uh, hey man, I was just trying to, the only crime I committed was helping a homeless yeah. woman. I'm like, that isn't even a crime. First of all, <laughs> yeah. what crime is that? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, creepy. you know, there's a lot of focus on him from the get go because she flew 3000 miles to be with him out there. He was saying, oh, yeah, she left when we know she didn't leave. Mm-hmm. So he was supposedly the last person to see her alive. And one other thing that he did yeah. is shortly after the disappearance of Blanca and while eyes were on him, he had actually posted videos to his TikTok of him dissecting human organs. No. Yes. Including, <gasps> including a pancreas and a brain. Wait, what? And he, what did he say? Who's he just said, hello, today I am going to show you how to, I, I, I debated whether to Google it and see if I could. So I did Google that and Mm. they have, there's like, I guess, what would you call that? A screen grab? Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's just like, yeah. Mm. Organs, straight up organs. (gasps) Um, and him like, yeah, yeah. I don't Whoa. So, you know, not a good look. He no. is a medical student, but still like. <laughs> it's like, what, did he do that any other time? Or is this, oh, all of a sudden he's. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if that was something he regu- he did on a regular. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, so, I feel like they would have said like news outlets would have said like something. He, he did this frequently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, Blanca was missing her organs. It it made the connection even stronger. Wow. And shortly after focusing their investigation on Juan, the Peruvian police did a search of his home where they found blood in his bathroom, his laundry room, on his mattress, and mixed in with some cleaning supplies found in his home. Mm. And on November 17th, 2022, Juan Pablo Villafuerte was arrested on human organ trafficking charges. Oh my God. And he is being held in custody for a nine month period while the case continues to be worked on. So he was arrested or detained. Yeah. Arrested back in November. So they can hold him for another seven months while they try to gather more information. I don't know what other information you would need outside. I know, right? It's like, this is all of the information. There are bloods in your house all over the place. But it is believed by Peruvian authorities um, as well as Blanca's family that Juan did not work alone Mm. and that there is more to the story behind this. Yeah. mm -hmm. 
So <gasps> it could oh be that, gosh. you know, that factor, like they want to hold him. Yeah. Yeah. Investigate yeah. The other people that are yeah. potentially involved. If and it's maybe a thing. Yeah. If they hold something again, like you're going to either get cracked or yeah. whatever, unless you give us information. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's a, like, what do they call them? Like organ ring? organ harvesting ring. Yeah. Wow. That is insane and petrifying. Yeah. Oh, so, um, the niece, Carla, who, like I said, has been leading the charge in the hunt for justice for her aunt Blanca said the following. She said, we have no words to express what we are experience experiencing. My aunt was a kind, warm person, full of light, intelligent, dedicated, loving, and that is how she should be remembered. We believe in Peruvian laws and we fully trust the authorities to make it happen as they have done an impeccable job so far. Mm-hmm. And she also added, it's time to raise your voice and ask for hashtag justicia para Blanca. Justicia, justicia para Blanca. Justicia para Blanca. <laughs> um, so I'll include that hashtag also in our sources. And we, I, on this case in particular, I definitely want to keep an eye on it, keep track of it, um, mm-hmm. and provide you guys with an update to the case. As soon as there is one, I imagine that Juan Pablo Villafuerte will be found guilty. Yeah. Just curious like- to see if the Peruvian authorities will be able to tie anyone else to it. And if it will become a bigger. Yeah. That's this, what it sounds like. If I this mean, is just a tiny yeah, if this is just a tiny part of a huge operation, yeah, like tip like of the iceberg, what's going on, yeah, or if he's just a weird medical student that wanted yeah. to dissect organs, yeah, because you could be organ trafficking. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Or I, that's what I was wondering when you were saying, oh, he had these videos. Can you be? Does trafficking necessarily mean that you have to sell? I guess or use for your own purpose. I don't know. It's weird. And it's Peruvian law. So who knows if that means something different? Um, but it sounds crazy. Oh yeah. my gosh. So that is the, oh. and, um, sorry if the, I feel like when I was going over the conversation between Carla and Juan, it was very confusing and no, it wasn't. I got it. And I didn't know about it. No, I didn't even so know. I apologize before, for that. And I was able to follow it. But I did my best to translate properly. So no, that was good, Elise. I messed something up. I'm sorry. And if I butchered any names, also sorry. Um, no, that's cr- that's a crazy case. How sad. I know I said the COVID thing at the beginning, but you know where it was this little bit of hope. You know that there's someone out there for her, and it's it's just awful. She thought she was in love with yeah. him. And he was just doing the long con of yeah, it's very predatory. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's awful. That's what I mean about um, a tale, a cautionary tale is like if you do want to, if you do meet someone online or something, don't fly to their country alone and just like, I don't know. Who's there, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's the crazy part because it does sound like she was there for a little bit. Um before she was killed and when he says so when you were describing how 
how he said she flew back. And I, I also read, I don't know if you said this specifically, how she got bored of him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he got bored of her because he said, and I was no longer of use. And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, that's what he felt about yeah. her. Because that's and such then, a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah. I was no longer of use to her and she got bored of me. And I'm like, mm, I feel like he that felt like she was no longer of use and she, he got bored of her. And that's because she was there for a little bit before he actually yeah, was there for a few months. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. And then, but also the crazy thing is her disappearance slash murder. And then the location of her body parts happened mm -hmm. within days. Yeah. Days. Like I think is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And how her multiple body parts showed up hours from each other. Yeah, the the arm, one arm that happened to have her ring on it. Yeah, and then the, and then the torso, torso that had the missing harvested organs. It's Gosh. like each of those things had to happen the way they happened for him mm -hmm. to be connected as much as he. Yeah, was. yeah. Oh, so that's the tragic case. Um, yeah, I think let's cover. Let's uh, follow this one. Yeah, I'm for very, sure. I'm scared to know, but I'm also like. You know, the more you know. Yeah. For sure. Um, and also, so we tried last time we were gonna say mm -hmm. this at the beginning. We attempted to record ourselves. The quality wasn't on par with our brand. And so <laughs> <laughs> with one sock productions. Yeah. So I think next time we get together in person to record, we're gonna give it a go again with a nicer camera and all that stuff. And yeah, because I have a nicer camera and I just got a tripod. From my dad. Thank so you. for Christmas. <laughs> yes. Well, the and whole the day. For my dad as well. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to, you know, set that up and hopefully start producing more than just audio. Yes. Maybe video too. So stay tuned. We'll be back again. I think we're going to be back on our consistent every other bi weekly schedule. Yeah. Fortnight, fortnightly. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and that wraps up the, this 51st yep. episode. Yeah. Anything else, Elise? Um, uh, as always, I'm gonna do shameless. Follow us on Instagram. That's it. Murder <laughs> Sisters Pod. Um, on Instagram, and then if you guys have any cases that you'd like us to cover, um, uh, make sure to email us at murder sisters pod at gmail.com. That is murder sisters pod at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye. Bye.